Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. We have been talking about the overcoming, conquering Christian, victorious in everything that God has planned for him and her. And in the process of it, we've discovered that God has provided an armor for the believer. But the strong man, Satan himself, he also has an armor in which we have trusted. And we've covered that already for about a week. Uh, but let's look at some of the things that God does to strengthen us, to help us, to help us overcome. We've been doing a little comparison between Psalm 102 and Psalm 103. In Psalm 102, we see a very distinct difference between the individual where he or she begins her prayer concerning the affliction that they are going through. And Psalm 103 begins with, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Both of them have some similarities in some things. Uh, both of them involve talking about uh, birds. Uh, but also, uh, we've been talking about the nature of the Lamb. Jesus is the Lamb of God. And it is as the Lamb of God that He is seated uh, on a throne there in heaven. I saw uh, as it was a lamb uh, standing in the midst, though it had been slain. It is as a lamb that he overcomes the serpent, the dragon. It is as a lamb, having the nature of a lamb, that he says we are to follow his example. We are to be like he is. Well, in the book of Psalm 102 and Psalm 103, we find a little bit of the process or some of the things that God causes us to go through in order to bring our nature into His nature or to bring us to a place where we are no longer self-reliant but totally dependent upon Him. As long as we have the capability of plan A, plan B, and we are depending upon ourselves, we are depending upon our abilities, and we're depending on me getting me out of the situation, then there is no need for God to get involved. But when we reach a point in our lives, as it says in Psalm 102 and verse 23, He weakens my strength. See, it's my strength that He weakens, not His strength. He weakens my strength so that His strength can be made great. His ability can be demonstrated. His glory, His majesty, His power, His majestic uh, uh, awesomeness. But as long as there is in me still a sliver, uh, a little string of the old nature, of the old past, wanting to, and meaning by that, that in other words, uh, I want to bring up something that really should stay dead and buried, then I wind up losing out on his capability because I try to do it on my own. So he weakeneth my strength in the way. He shorteneth my days. And I've got a couple of translations here just to help us see a little bit better. It says, The Lord has made me weak while I am still young. And of course the scripture does say, Seek the Lord while he is... Well, seek the Lord uh, in your in your young years. Seek him while we're still young because then the uh, days of old will come and we're not going to have any contentment, any pleasure in them whatsoever. So seek him while we're still young. 
The Lord has made me weak while I am still young. He has shortened my life. But God God has brought me to my knees. So now we begin to see a little bit more uh, on He weakeneth my strength. He has brought me to my knees, shortening my life. Now when I say my life, I'm talking about, uh, if, if we remember in Galatians uh, 2.20, Paul said, that it is no longer I that live, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. My life has got to diminish. His life has got to increase. The, the uh, John the Baptist, I was going to call him the prophet, but yes, the prophet John the Baptist, when he came and he announced the Lamb of God, he says, I must decrease and he must increase. And that is the concept or the idea behind what we're talking about. As long as I make myself strong, as long as I make a name for myself, as long as I am, am in the limelight, as long as I'm in the pedestal, as long as I am the one that is taking the glory, receiving the glory, or given the glory, then God is robbed of that which is due Him. Everything that is due Him. So He brings me to my knees. Another translation says, He has humbled my strength in the way. And the word there, in the way, when we, when we read that, the scripture is merely talking about our course of life. Our course of life is set uh, that word that is used there in the Hebrew, it means a road or a course of life or a mode of action. So my course of life is weakened so that His plans, His purpose, what He has preordained, predestined for us may come to pass. That means that sometimes it means squashing our ideas so that we can have His. Squashing our plans so that we can have His. Squashing everything, including our thoughts, that we may have His. Because ours are not His and His are not ours. Therefore, there has to be an exchange. He weakeneth my strength along the course. He shortens my days. And we can understand this in the teaching of Jesus when he said in Matthew 21, 44, Whosoever shall fall on this stone, talking about uh, himself. He wasn't talking about Peter, but he was talking about uh, himself. Whosoever shall fall upon this stone. I, I know it mentions the word millstone, but in reality he is a millstone that either we will be crushed by it or we will stumble or fall on it. It says, Whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, and on whomsoever it shall fall, it shall grind him to powder. So it makes a distinction between the stone falling on us and us falling on the stone. And the word there uh, will grind him to powder or uh, shall be broken. Is what we're looking for. We must be broken to be able to have his life come out. Now, this does not seem like a, a pleasant or good 
uh, process or idea. But yet, if we can understand that there is a breaking that must be done, then we'll understand of how that life uh, comes forth. When Jesus in John chapter 2, verse 23, uh, 20, 21, 22, 23, when he was talking about that he must suffer many things at the hands of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and uh, the disciples were listening to him, he told them that uh, if the kernel of grain does not fall into the ground and die, then it abideth and remaineth alone. But if it fall into the ground and die, then it shall bring forth much fruit. When the outside little kernel of a seed is worn away, when the elements of the sun and the water and the soil work on it, that outer shell, we're talking about the flesh, that outer shell is done away with, then the life that is inside that seed, all the DNA that has been already imprinted into that seed comes out. And whatever that seed is, whether it's a mighty sequoia tree or an oak, or whether it's just a, a, a stalk of uh, corn, it has already been programmed to whatsoever it shall be. The seed and the, 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 the new life do not look alike. They are completely different. The outside shell is completely consumed. It's crushed. It's removed. It's done out of the way. Uh, in fact, uh, in, in some places, some people will actually sand uh, a hard seed a little bit just to help weaken the outer shell so that the new life inside can come forth. Well, Jesus, when he was talking about that, he was saying there is in his body a life that wants to come out. And that life wants to find a place inside us. Every one of us becomes a little kernel of seed. Therefore, we must also die. And I'm not talking a physical death of being persecuted and being killed. But I'm talking about that life, that life that he talked about. That if any man come after me, let him deny himself. Let him take up his cross. So if we are to follow Christ, there is a breaking. Some people are broken more than others. To the extent that we have been broken, then we come to the point where we can give a life. Now, as we look at the scripture, we see in Matthew chapter 5, in verse 3, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. As we look at several translations here, we begin to get the idea of what we are talking about earlier, about brokenness, about he weakeneth my strength. God blesses those who depend only on him. They belong to the kingdom of heaven. Another translation says, great blessings belong to those who know they are spiritually in need. God's kingdom belongs to them. Another translation says, Happy are those who know that they are spiritually poor. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. There's another translation. Blessed are those who recognize they are spiritually helpless. See, if I get religious about my Christianity 
And I think I can manage it on my own strength, my own ability, my own knowledge, my own learning. Then I am not spiritually broken. I'm not spiritually poor. I have not reached a place of humility or being humble. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Another translation says, Blessed are those who are destitute in spirit, because the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Now let's look at, at Paul. We had said we we're going to look at uh, 2 Corinthians twelve seven. We have a little bit of time to be able to cover it. It says, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh. Notice, the thorn is in the flesh, it's not in the soul, and it's not in the spirit. And it says, a messenger, the word there is angelos, meaning an angel of Satan, to buffet me. The word there, buffet, simply means uh, to uh, uh, use a, a wrapped fist. In other words, to hit, to punch. And of course, if you read in chapter tw- in chapter 11 of Second Corinthians, you actually find out how much Paul was buffeted uh, by this spirit that went everywhere and just absolutely stirred up trouble in every city where Paul was beaten with rods, he was thrown in prison, and he was assaulted in all manner and all kinds of forms. So there was a, an angel of Satan sent to buffet him lest he should be exalted by measure, <clears throat> above measure. Now we have to understand, Paul received the revelation of the gospel directly from Jesus Christ himself, according to the book of Galatians. It wasn't that he went and heard it from someone else, uh, or he sat under Jesus himself uh, in the flesh, but it was revealed by the resurrected Christ, the risen Savior. And it says, For the this thing I, I besought the Lord three times, and of course in Psalm 102 you find the individual praying, For this thing I besought him, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Here it is. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in weakness, in reproach, in necessity, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. There it is. We'll talk about this more on Monday. Join us then, but consider it. We need to be broken so that he can rebuild and mend our broken heart and make us into who he wants us to be. But until then, the Lord richly bless you. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Keep looking up. Our redemption and our redeemer draw nigh. Amen.